0: It's
1: time! It's showtime. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. We, people's Dynasty Podcast on tonight's show, we're going to do a little potpourri, a little grab bag. We're going to hit from a bunch of different places, but this next guy, he hits from deep down in my heart. He is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair, recent college graduate. What's good, man? Listen, that was good. I got no homework to worry about for the foreseeable
0: future. Uh, I don't have to worry about deadlines or anything else. I just get to talk football, it's playoffs. I I, honestly, it could not have come at a better time. So, like, I graduate, done with school for now, right? And that's awesome. On top of fantasy football being in the playoffs, like, it gives the universe it, you know, it's coming up, Millhouse, as they say in The Simpsons. It's coming up, Jerry, right now. How the hell are you? I, I know you. Got, I know you got some good teams, and I know you got some bye weeks. But how are the teams that don't have the bye weeks faring? Did you have anybody? Did you have any Jamar chases? Just break your heart or anything like that?
1: You know, we'll dive into that in the body of the show. I just don't yeah. want to gloss over the fact that my man graduated from Michigan State University. It is the Harvard speak. of East Lansing, yes, Michigan. I am very, very proud of him. Good for you, With man! High he honors, knows.
0: just a just a humble brag. With well, that's,
1: that, I had to explain that to my son. My son is a fourteen year old, and he saw the picture of, of of our buddy Jerry. He's like, "What are those rope things around his neck?" I'm like, "That means he did well. He is a smart fellow. He's got his honors." I just I don't want to gloss over the fact that that you it was pretty cool. You know, I posted the picture of you on Twitter at D W Z Memphis. If you want to see Jerry in his cap and gown. With his honors gimmicks, but uh, don't don't want to gloss over that man. You you uh, you did us proud here at the DWZ. So we'll jump into the body of the show real real quick. Now we did have a guest, but our guest and he has been rescheduled. It is a he. He has been rescheduled for January the fourth when he made the commitment to join us on tonight's show. There was not a Rams game, and he is a Rams fan. So I just dropped it in his DMs. I'm like, man, you know, if, if you want to watch the game, the topic we're going to cover is kind of evergreen. And we're going to give, you know, we're going to give you a reschedule if you want to. And he, he most appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, so I no name drops. Uh, well, you know, I mean, when, when he agreed to this last week, this game was supposed to have been played two days ago. But as it is, this is a part of his livelihood. So being able to watch the game, take notes on the game, on top of being a Rams fan, kind of made his life easier. And that's what we're about here. We're about helping a brother or sister out with a uh, with fancy football, Jerry. And, and you know, you uh, you have a hardened
0: demeanor, but deep down, you're a softie. Uh,
1: you know, I I've been told that I can be a little gruff, a little intimidating. I don't know where that comes from. I think I'm a, a sweetheart, but I get it. Uh, I I I get it. You know, it's uh it's it's perceptions, reality. So people that don't know me as well, but uh, yeah, man. You know, and speaking of me, I've been on a bit of a hot streak lately, Jerry. Now okay. you know we've been—we have a YouTube channel. Have you heard?
0: I, I have heard.
1: We we have a YouTube channel. We're up to two hundred and ninety-nine subs. Oh. I know that's not a lot. I know that's not a ton, but it's it's becoming more of an emphasis for us. So if you could slide over there, sign up. It's it's free. Just hit the subscribe button. It's pretty pretty easy. I think everybody uses YouTube, Jerry. You use YouTube. Yes, I, I do. And usually you, to watch you, you, honestly. But well, if you'd five. been attending if you'd have been attending football Sunday school, you would have been nine for your last ten props. I, I, I would like to thank the, the fine folks at DraftKings for not counting the two point conversion that Clyde Edwards Elayer caught on Thursday night as a reception. It does say it in the prop rules, but it's kind of shitty. He had two actual receptions in that one. Didn't count. Outside of that, I went 9-0, and 5-0 on Sunday, 4-0 on Monday Night Foosball. And a uh, guest season I mentioned is upon us, and we're going to be start starting to do more rookie content. Jerry, I know you're ready for rookies.
0: I am. I actually uh saw All those draft know, picks ready. you got? Yeah, <laughs> I do have quite a few. Uh, but we're going to talk about my rankings, and there's a nice little section all the way on the right, and it says rookies, and mine's empty. So I am excited to uh-huh. fill that bad boy out.
1: Yeah, I'm, we're going to start doing some some rookie drops, you know, more in the five, six minute range. I know if you're listening to this, 95% of you are podcast consumers, but if you're watching it on YouTube or even if you're listening in podcasts, podcast, all you got to do is go over and subscribe. It just helps to show. Thumbs up a video and, you know, you can turn notifications on that way you don't miss anything, but we're doing a lot of good stuff at YouTube and that's a great way along with five-star reviews over on iTunes. So not gonna delay the show anymore, Gerald. We're gonna get into the body of the show. Now, It's it's been a rough week, but we gotta get back to a true staple of the show. It is, Jerry, it is our personal favorite. It is good people with bad tweets. Are you ready for a good person with a bad tweet? Okay, all right, fire away. we right, we're, we're gonna start with Jeff Ratcliffe. Now, Jeff is a uh, a big to-do over at FTN. Used to be with PFF. I think he's been with all of the uh, Alphabet organizations over the years. Could have been with the DEA, the CIA, the FBI. I don't know. No, currently he's with the FTN. And this was Mr. Ratcliffe's tweet. This was the middle of last week. If you didn't make the fantasy football playoffs, comma, don't make waiver wire moves during the fantasy football playoffs. There's, go, there's no good reason why a team that is not in the playoffs that should impact the teams still playing for the championship, period. That was not the tweet that I had an issue with.
0: Okay, Okay. I was going to say, because I'm fine with it, that. It,
1: it was the subsequent follow-up tweet, because someone asked in the comments, what about Dynasty? Oh, Mr. Okay, Ratcliffe, this is where you lost me. Even in dynasty period, it's messed up for non-playoff teams to have the ability to impact teams playing for the championship. Jerry, I'm, I'm going to let you go first. What is your first reaction right off the cuff?
0: No, absolutely not. This uh, the season doesn't end. Yeah, see, it's different in fantasy football because that person's season is over. You are no longer relevant at all. Your dynasty teams continue, and that person will have value into the off season and beyond so no i think that is a bad take that is somebody that is not a person that a dynasty person should be consuming content from no offense to to mr radcliffe i'm sure he does wonderful work as a fantasy analyst but his primary focus is clearly not dynasty because that's a horrible that's a horrible dynasty take
1: Mr. Ratcliffe, for the longest time, again, I've, I've known of his work going back to PFF, and I'm I'm sure he was uh, he started somewhere before that. But this is what happens when you get dynasty information from a redraft content creator. Not to say that he hasn't played dynasty, right? But 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 this is the equivalent of going to a dentist for proctology advice. Smart guy, educated guy, not his field of study. In Dynasty. So what you're telling me, Jerry, what are the records of playoff teams in Dynasty? Uh, usually pretty good. Usually pretty good. So what we and what are the records of the non-playoff teams? Usually pretty bad. So the point of Mr. Ratcliffe's tweet is to hamper the ability for the bad teams to get better. Is that the kind of dynasty league you would like to play in? Uh no, it is not. Especially so what when you know saying,
0: damn well, I like to struggle a little bit.
1: So, so what you're saying is, Jeff, is that we don't, want, we don't want the struggling teams to go out and pick up Craig Reynolds. We don't want the struggling teams to go out and pick up uh, Huntley, the, the, the backup quarterback in the Ravens, because the precious playoff teams must be protected at all times. No, Jeff, that's not how it works. That's a stupid. I'm not going to cuss. I don't want to get us put in, in YouTube jail. But that's a stupid ass. That's a stupid ass take for Dynasty. We're not having this conversation now. If this, if you'd have left, if you'd have left well enough alone, you were on the. I was, I was fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You no, in in a in a seasonal league, we're on the same page. Yeah. In the Dynasty, in the Dynasty sense, which is the the primary focus of the Dynasty War Zone, part of the DWZ Fantasy Football Network, that's a horrible, 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 dumb ass take. So, Jeff, I've listened to you for years. Not as much anymore. Stick to what you're good at. Enjoy Dynasty as a gamer without an advice giver. So that was good people, Jerry, with bad tweets. And I do want to give a shout-out because we're going to talk about the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. That was my man, Stacy. Stacy dropped this to me in the DMs over at the group chat, and he was like, does this qualify for good people, bad tweets, and I was like, "You goddamn right!" <laughs> yes, it does. You're goddamn right. It qualifies. I was like, "Not only that, I'll give you a shout out." And this is just one of many, many things, Jerry, that we do over at Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. The group chat. I know. I know a lot of my leagues, even our most tenured leagues, awesome group chats. Even they've dried up a little bit. We're in the middle of the friggin' fantasy playoffs. And experienced group chats dried up, not our Patreon chat, going hard every day. Like Monday, Monday, I had a 14-hour workday trying to get out for my two-week vacation. Ended up going to be a 13-day vacation, woe was me. But, you know, these ladies and gents were going hard, hard on Monday, talking about the Monday night games, talking about the Tuesday night games. We're doing our patron by the people. Jerry, a lot going on. You're in there. You're mixing it yeah. up. You have more time than ever. I actually did it while I had my cap
0: and gown on. I was sitting waiting while they were calling names, and I was in the Dynasty Wars on Patreon chat. So you're absolutely right, it is.
1: It's a a great chat. We're doing one-on-one advice. We're doing roster construction. We're doing a ton of stuff behind the scenes, exclusive Patreon content. And you know what? We threatened at one point to raise the price, but we didn't. You can also do annual memberships, you know? These are the people who are getting better. Now, Jerry, we do do rankings and we do do player evaluations. Do but do. the one thing that we do, do do, I know you love poop. <laughs> but the one thing that we do as well is, is that we do strategy and we're helping these people build rosters based around where they're at and where they're going. And it stands to reason if you're getting your ass beat in your dynasty league, there's a good chance that one of your league mates is already one of our patrons. And that's probably at least part of the reason why they're beating your ass. So if you don't want to get your ass beat, you want to get into a hip group chat and you only want to spend a couple of four or five dollars a month, five dollars, five dollars. And there's annual passes that's available too. head to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty War Zone, Jerry. That's, I mean, you I mean, don't have to because you're kind of already in.
0: That's true. So that that's the perk. Another perk is you get to, you know,
1: talk to us
0: and bullshit with H- us. It's always a good time.
1: Hang out, um, raising hell, all kinds of good stuff. But uh speaking of raising hell, that's what the coronavirus, something <laughs> like an Omicron yes, is. is running wild. And, and and how are you handling that? Have you been have you been impacted? Have you been affected? Have you made any decisions around a dynasty league? Like, not so much redraft, because it kind of is what it is at this point, yeah. but from a dynasty standpoint, how have you been impacted and what are you looking like in this next maybe week or so?
0: So it's, it's tough. Cause if you have a person that's in like a Tuesday game, like let's say you had Daryl Henderson, do you play Daryl Henderson? Cause I had playoff matchups where I decided not to play Daryl Henderson. He's in a Tuesday matchup. He was in the protocols. I wasn't sure if he was going to get cleared. I played it safe. I didn't go. It doesn't look like he's done much from the little bit I've seen, but so, I mean, that ended up being a good call, but it could be a bad call in the future. Who knows next week? It's tough. It's tough. But luckily, so, luckily, I lost a few quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson included. Uh, I had to start uh, Garrett Gilbert and Nick Mullins this week. And I went against Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers in a super flex playoff matchup. And I ended up winning the, the matchup. So, this, I mean, it's a weird, a weird week, a weird playoffs. That's why we always say you just got to get there. If you can just get in the door, you can bulldoze through the next one. So, or sometimes, like in my case, the next door will just fall over and you can walk right over it because that's I got lucky, and I'll take it. Thank you very much.
1: It's the old Jerry and I both have played a lot of poker in our days. We've played tournaments. We've played cash games. Everything in, in between, it's a chip and a chair. You just got to get to the playoffs, especially in Dynasty. Yeah. Uh, I will say that guys like Russ, which is at Dynasty Outhouse, Shane Manella, they've they've changed my way of thinking. I no longer believe there should ever be a trade deadline in Dynasty. And and I'll give you a classic reason why. Desperation is a stinky cologne, and it makes people do dumb stuff. So just today, uh, we're recording on Tuesday, the 21st, Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs, along with Tyreek Hill, both went into COVID protocol, not even ruled out yet. I mean, you know, to to use a, a different term, the body the body's not even cold yet, right? And the guy the guy that I'll be playing in the semifinals of Trade Attic Seven, he's out there trading he's out there trading uh, Terry McLaren for Cortland Sutton and Dallas Goddard. So not a horrible trade, but he's out there in the street. I mean, like I said, I think that deal would have been there. Yeah, that that, that that deal would have been there. I mean, I, I'm in the same league. Um, it kind of worked out for me. I have Austin Eckler. And so I lost a stud. He lost a stud. And, you know, I have not made a move yet. Now, if it looks like Eckler won't go. I will immediately put Austin Eckler on the block for a comparable running back. I mean, luckily, I've got Jonathan Taylor. He's a national treasure and, and should be wrapped in bubbles bubble wrap. I got Cooper Cup. Hey, Frank right too, for giving him the ball so damn much. Uh, again, oh, and the Cardinals are horrible, horrible against the rush. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm not going to make that move yet. But I did make a move last week because of COVID in a league we're in together. It was Monday night football, and it was the Monday night game where the Rams played the Cardinals. And Tyler Higbee is one of my tight ends. It's must start two tight end premium, 1.75. So I traded Tyler Higbee in a third for Zach Ertz. Jerry, what are your thoughts about that trade in a vacuum?
0: Uh, I think it's fine. Zach Ertz has been good, man. Like, I I get it. I hear you. I'm mad at you.
1: I, I didn't love it, but, I mean, I looked at the points. It's like, on the season, Zach Ertz has scored more fantasy points. Yep. I mean, Tyler Higby's younger, but he's not been super involved. And if the third got the deal done, it got the deal done. And when you have to start two, and I had lost Dan Arnold. I had lost Dan Arnold. I had lost uh, another, I don't remember the, the other tight end. And then I had lost T.J. Hawkinson. So then I made a second trade in this league where I traded T.J. Hawkinson for also Dallas Goddard and Sony Michelle. So what are your thoughts about that trade?
0: I think you pissed a little value down the train, but I understand why you did it.
1: I've made a, a sizable investment in this league, and I, I've made it to the round of four, and I don't make it.
0: I'm also not you the know, biggest Goddard guy in the world, though. I, I think you that's know if I you know.
1: listened to the rankings last week, I'm not that big of a Goddard no. guy either. But sometimes, no, I mean, you like, do it, it, like you he's in my do.
0: top twelve. I just don't think he's a changer. Not that maybe T.J. Hawkinson isn't either, but. That's i mean conversa- that's I, a conversation I, for later
1: that's a, well, we're going to talk for, about that later but yeah i mean in in dynasty you kind of do what you got to do yeah and if there's no trade deadline like i've got joe mixon in this league and i know you like joe mixon so you're probably going to get a joe mixon trade because we're going to talk about his value with uh with that in 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 just a couple minutes we might even negotiate a trade live on air or we may save it till the end and post it live for the patron there so, we well, go. we'll see we'll, we'll we'll see what's up but uh, a, a good a good weekend. Uh, I'm hoping that the COVID cases with the new protocols stay locked in. But, you know, stay, stay like water. Like Bruce Lee said, stay fluid. Be willing to move. And, you know, you don't want to sell the farm. Like if Justin Jefferson gets COVID, I'm not moving Justin Jefferson. No. I mean, I'm not moving Justin Jefferson for much of anything That's... ever. I, I love yeah. him. That's my yeah. guy. But anyway, so so that's kind of how we dealt with COVID. And, and how many, I guess, semifinals? I'm so used to week 16, which is right. next week. I'm so used to that being the finals. How many semifinals are you looking at next week? Uh,
0: actually, I had a lot. So my, believe it or not, right, we always talk about Jerry's one-year punt. Uh, the startups from last year are looking very well. So I have a lot of bye weeks this week. So I would say a good chunk. I am... I'm definitely eliminated in one league this this week. I know I lost at least one. like the league we co-own, one of the patreon leagues, the Wars on listener League. I've got I've got quite a bit and I am ready. Uh, hopefully our team can win it because I would like for both of us to win because that'll just really rub the uh, the patreon's you know nose in the dirt.
1: You know, the, the one that I'm the proudest of, we did the Dynasty Warzone patron tag team wrestling league where you had to pair up with a person that you had not interacted with a lot. Now, as one of the, you know, the the, the, the people in the Patreon, I guess the guy who runs the, it.
0: The, the guy that know, lets I, them in, right?
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of know everybody, but I teamed up with Nathan. And Nathan and I had a rough start and looks like we're going to advance. Now, me personally, I made 14 out of 17 playoffs. Had several buys. It looks like I'm going to get 10 out of the 14 through. So just, just trying to, 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 to get over the hump a little bit, Jerry. I,
0: I like it. I like it. I, uh, my Scott Fishbowl team is poop. Uh, it's one of the worst in all of Scott Fishbowl. But my my Warrior Bowl, which is a very similar, smaller scale, charity tournament. I think there's 500 people in that. I am creeping towards the uh, the conference finals. I'm pretty sure with what Sony Michelle has done, it'll get me over the top. So that's exciting, too.
1: I am excited for you, Jerry. So that's a little we also. Have, hey,
0: hey, here's another thing. Not that we had anything to do with this, but we have multiple sure. Patreons that are absolutely shitting on the Scott Fishbowl right now. Just saying. The only person that finished the regular season undefeated and Mr. McCormick, who hung out with us uh, in Canton. Just saying.
1: Ah, Mr. McCormick, he is good people. Yeah, we have a, a separate Patreon. That's the only thing about the Patreon. We have so many sub chats. We have the gambling chat, which I only gave my Monday night picks out in the gambling chat. Those fine ladies and gents went 4 0 on Monday night props. We have the Scott Fishbowl. We had several of our patrons manage to get into the Fishbowl. Uh, we got the rookie chat, got the main chat. So we're always chatting fantasy football in some context, but uh, Jerry, it's time for the main event. Okay, let's go. It's t- time for the main event. We're going to talk Jerry's rankings. He's going to give us his top five. Um, I'm going to defer to you, sir. What what would you like your uh, What would you like to start with? Would you like to start with uh, something ugly and get it off the plate, like tight end? Do you want to go with a crowd pleaser, like the running back position? Or uh, do you just want to go quarterback down to tight end and just one, two, three, four? Uh, no, I think we, we are going to mix it up a little bit, but I think tight
0: end is a little spicier than quarterback. So let's go with quarterbacks first. Um, you want me to start at five? You want me to start at one?
1: Uh, Jerry, you're, you're you're running this show. I'm just watching. Okay, let's, we'll, do, we'll just start at the top
0: then. Uh, I still went with Patrick Mahomes. I know he wasn't your one, but he's just – He's got Andy Reid. He's got some weapons. He's under contract for a bazillion years, and he's good. Um, It's just, it's tough for me to put anybody over him, even if he is not performing like the QB1 overall. Uh, Number two is Josh Allen, who is more, he's definitely your guy. Uh, You were definitely more right about him than I was, but I have come along. I think I had either Kyler or Dak here when I changed my rankings from last year. Um, so that was a big one. So nothing shocking so far. You said you were going to roast me when I sent you these earlier. So it's, we haven't gotten to that point yet.
1: No, no, we're on the way.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I take that. That's going to be when we get to Kyler or Lamar. Uh, number three is Justin Herbert. Honestly, I could put Justin Herbert at one or at two. Dude's just awesome. Number four, Kyler Murray. Just that's my guy. Five Lamar Jackson. The problem is, is the guy's right. After that. I just, I don't, there's not the Konami code rushing ability. I just, I know that it does seem like pe- teams have figured out Lamar Jackson for, you know, the last month to six weeks or so. I just think when it comes down to it and he needs to take over a game, he's able to. Um, and I will always take a guy that can get 80 yards and a touchdown rushing. It's just, that's just. So beautiful to see. Whenever you get the update that says player X rushed for a touchdown and it's your quarterback and you know you got that extra two points, oh, it's just a feeling that's unmatchable. So so it's one, two, three, four, five. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. I don't think it's crazy. I really don't. I think my six, who I'm going to give you a little spoiler, is Deshaun Watson. I think that's a little crazy. But what do you got? What do you got?
1: Well, I, I agree with you on on Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay. I, oh, okay. I, I I I believe he is a baller. Here's my problem with with Lamar Jackson at five. Okay. Not only has he, for, for forget improving on, I expect, I expect Justin Herbert to improve. I expect Kyler Murray to even improve a little bit. Let's just talk maintain. Not only – so let's go back three years when your boy Lamar won the 2019 MVP. Yeah. Averaged 27 points per game, basic ESPN scoring. Yeah. Last year, he dipped down to QB9 with 22 points scoring. Then we go to this year, he's he's regressed for a third year in a row. And, yes, he has been hurt. But the three games before the injury – It was 15 by 9, 17, got hurt. I'm not saying they. for me, it's just the eye test. I've not dug into the metrics. I actually did this research while you were, you know, going over your five. For me, it's the regression. For me, it's the not improving. And it's not like they're not trying to help him. You know, they drafted Rashad Bateman number in the first round. They drafted Marquise Brown. They extended Mark Andrews. They brought in Sammy Watkins. So we've done all that, and yet the play has continued to regress. Maybe it'll come back when he has better running backs in 2022. Hopefully Dobbins gets healthy. The Gus Bus gets healthy. Things turn around. That's my concern. Does any of that concern you at all?
0: Absolutely. I think the reason he's at five for me is because of the question marks about the guys that are immediately behind him. Because if you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the whole list right now, but if you know Deshaun Watson is the guy behind him at six, obviously there's a big wart that's sitting on his value. So obviously I believe that the guys behind him also have those, whether it be age, whether it be you know, hype, whether yada yada yada. So I, I think that's it. I mean, we're talking about a dude that's an MVP, and he rushes for a thousand yards. Like he's a thousand yard rusher. Period. End of story. I think that is worth being a QB five, as it is. I, I, I do. I get all your all your problems. I would like to see Rashad Bateman grow in be
1: anything. You know, he gets he gets a he gets a lot of he gets a lot of love and a lot of passes. Devy people. I, I mean, I I I fought the urge to poke the Twitter mob. Cause you know, a lot of people, everybody gets a season. We talked yeah. about remontre Stevenson season, you know, uh-huh, you know, and, and then it's been Rashad Bateman every week Rashad Bateman week. It's, it's the old native American rain dance theory. You know, they keep dancing until it rains. People are going to keep staying Rashad Bateman se- season. It's going to be his week until he has one. Right. I exactly. almost put Rashad master Bateman season <laughs> the other day, but I, I thought that'd be hurtful. I thought that'd be unkind. I mean, this was always my fear when he wound up in, yep. in this this thing. He, I was wrong. And this will be one of my cold takes when we do the the cold take show, you know, in the offseason, is that I thought Bateman would come in and impact Mark Andrews, because I think they work the similar quadrant of the field, that 10 to 20 yards from the line of scrimmage range. I thought, you know, you got your boy Marquise Deep. They brought in Sammy Watkins. I thought Bateman's presence would hurt Andrews. That was clearly not the case. Clearly not the case at all. If anything, Andrews is really, and, and, and in fairness to Bateman, he has been injured. He had a, a pretty severe injury. What I'm hoping is, is that his career arc reminds me a lot of Corey Davis's rookie season. Missed some games with some injury, uh, an offense we weren't sure about with Marcus Mariota. Again, every situation is different. But that gives me pause. But that's what I want to talk about—the QB position. Do you do you want to expound any further on the the QBs? I don't think so. So let's uh, let's go to wide receiver because I think
0: this is sort of the same situation as the quarterbacks. The first three, pretty
1: pretty solid, right? Can, Can I, I jump in real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Can I give a shameless plug for some friends yeah. of the show? Oh, absolutely. So, so so last Wednesday's podcast, Jerry and I had recorded earlier in the week we had actually recorded that on sunday night for a wednesday pod because it was jerry's wife's birthday last tuesday happy belated birthday mrs jerry Mm -hmm. and i jumped on with the boys of the ff dynasty so if you go to your podcast player or you go to youtube and search the ff dynasty you'll see me along with casey and jay wayne and we broke down our entire wide receiver rankings um we had this very conversation i will tell you that Casey will kindly tell you to go F yourself because we're all Southern. You know, these guys are from South Carolina. My family has ties to Tennessee. So he'll tell you to kindly go blank yourself because in the South, you have to put that kindly in front of it to make it feel more kind. So, Jerry, we've also talked about rankings. We believe there is a big three. Give us your big three. Justin Jefferson,
0: number one, Jamar Chase, number two, CeeDee Lamb, number three. You can mix and match those any which way you want, and you will not hear me give you any beef. I know Jamar Chase has had some struggles down the stretch. CD Lamb, too. Justin Jefferson has really been very consistent, so that's why I've kept him at one. Honestly, I don't hate any of them. They are all absolute. If you have them on your team, no matter the situation, they should stay on your team for the foreseeable future. Uh, It's at number four. Little bit older, his production is just too good, his situation is good. That's why I'm keeping him there, and it's Tyreek Hill. And just for the record, I should give a caveat. Um, that my rankings are based on what on the order in which I would draft somebody in a startup. So I do tend to do the productive struggle for a year as best as I can. So a lot of them are younger. So Tyreek Hill is sort of sort of the difference in that. Number five. People are gonna hate it. Don't care, Marquise Brown.
1: Good googly moogly. Well, let, well, let's let's talk. And you about know, what, actually, let's th-
0: let's do the top six. We're gonna do the top half because I got okay. I got your boy at six, so I think that works well. Deontay Johnson. I
1: actually have him a little bit higher than you, which is about the most insane shit that I've ever heard. You have him three three spots higher than me. We'll get to that. I just want to touch on your big three right quick. Yep. So the big three, that was me, Casey, Jay Wayne. We are we all in agreement there. I think that's kind of the dynasty industry. I think if anyone from the dynasty standpoint that is not ranking those three as their big three, they're kind of missing out a little bit. You know, are, are, are they stuck? as like, we talked about this on that show. Jerry, do you know of anyone in the dynasty or redraft space who loves Cooper Cup more than me or has Absolutely. loved him longer than me?
0: No, who, and he's also having a great game right now. But no, I do
1: not know that. Cooper Cup will do Cooper Cup things. Yes. But we they were using DLF ADP. I was using Fantasy Pros. Fantasy Pros has moved him up 34 overall spots to the wide receiver nine. Now, again, no one loves Cooper Cup more than me. But you are drunk and you are disorderly <laughs> if you have Cooper Cup in your top 12. I love this man. But he's going to be 29 this offseason and this is dynasty you know i i get where you could say you know maybe wide receiver 15 but but you really 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 got to think long term in dynasty love your big three um yours is actually identical to casey's mine's a little bit different um i like the weather component and i know when you're splitting hairs those little blonde you know starts with the c hairs when you're splitting those it it, you got to find a, a like a like a tiebreaker And for me, it's the competition that CeeDee Lamb will face. You know, the NFC least is not a huge issue. And uh, as an Indiana resident, Michigan resident, Midwesterners ourselves, there can be some rough games in Cincinnati. And my boy Lamb plays in Jerry's World, but it's not like a huge dip. You know, you see those windy games in Cleveland, the black and blue bowls with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Just for me, that was my slight line of demarcation. But I love your top, top three. Talk about number four, Tyreek Hill.
0: The the production's just too good. I I just, I can't, I mean, Patrick Mahomes loves him. He's not going anywhere. They're a continuously contending team. I, I, I don't, like, I would love to put Marquise Brown or, you know, a younger guy in there. I just can't. The production outweighs it. Way too much. Same thing with Devontae Adams, who's obviously a little bit lower because we didn't mention his name. But sometimes age just doesn't matter. E- even if you have my strategy where you try and put winning off for a year, Tyreek Hill's just too good.
1: I, I l- Listen, I agree. I was doing a little Tyreek Hill stat searching. I know in 2019 he missed a few games because – of injury, but he's still, yes, he missed four games, uh, right off the jump, but he still averaged seven oh, roundup, 16.6 PPR points a game. Then last year, uh, in full point PPR, he was your wide receiver one overall. And then this year he is currently your wide receiver two overall. So uh, I like everything that you say, uh, attached to a, a winning quarterback a quarterback that's gonna use him and consistent. And I think that's the big thing. He is consistent. He is weak winning capability. He is a stud. I will say one thing about Tyreek Hill. If you hit the draft button in a a startup on Tyreek Hill, then you are committing to a win now philosophy. If you hit draft on Tyreek Hill, the rest of that draft has to be focused around winning now. That's my opinion. Um, that's how I would do it. Thoughts?
0: I think that's fine. I think the window for him is, is that I think he still works with my, my thing too, because I am trying to win year two. That's the thing about the productive, I or don't, I don't like to call it the productive struggle because I'm not struggling. I am strategically punting for one year and only one year. Um, I think he still works for Tyreek Hill, but I, I do, I get the argument, but talk Marquise Brown, because I know that's a well, lot get- higher
1: than you got him. Uh, david Donaldson in the chat goes but memphis what about three-year windows you know tyreek hill fits in all three-year windows my fear is that when you hit draft before your league mates you have made a declaration you have said i value this player at this point more than everybody else so the odds of getting that roi return on investment back are going to go down a little bit so i'm just saying that yes you have to be committed to wanting to win like I said, in the next three years, if you're, you're going to hit the button. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, and and, you know, even if you go, let's say you hit it, you you draft him in, in March, Jerry, you know, and you're going to productive struggle. Okay. He's going to be 28 going into next year. Then he's going to be 29 going into the year after that. So what's his long-term contract situation. I don't think he walks. Those are just some things that go through my mind. Um, But you want to talk Hollywood Brown, as my I, old boss, I, I just want to hear. I want to hear you talk, Hollywood
0: Brown, because I know it's a lot higher than you have him, and I think a lot higher than a lot of people have
1: him. That's higher than Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg in a helicopter high. That's that's very high for me. Uh, I have never been a Marquise guy. I did like the fourteen targets the other day. Yeah. it's it's just the consistency. Here's the thing: I think
0: I think the Lamar Jackson argument is the same as the Marquise Brown
1: argument. Well, he, here's here's why I like it. It's it's okay that you have him ranked there. The best part for you is that you don't have to draft him there. Yes. You you can personally value him there, but you can also but you can also get him a a lot cheaper than that. So, it it's good that you have him there. I would love to see him what is he he's going next year be year 4. Yeah, he was a first-round pick. They'll probably pick up his option. I would love to see him get out of there, but I don't. I don't think that that he is. I would love to see what he could do somewhere else. It's just a low-volume passing offense. A little bit higher this year, but they've been behind this year. So, w- where did you come to this conclusion? I don't hate it, but
0: so the well, it's, he's it's, his age. He's, he's not in my top twelve. No, I knew. Yeah, that's why I I knew for sure we were going to end up talking about him. He's extremely young, he's broken out, and he's done well in the low-volume offense. And he has been, even though it's a low-volume offense, they have still targeted him an absurd amount. He has tons of catches. So, honestly, the only real question I had was whether I was going to put Deontay Johnson at 5 or Marquise Brown at 5. I just don't know exactly what Deontay Johnson's quarterback situation is next year. I do think because they're the Pittsburgh Steelers that they will have somebody good. And, and I agree, whatever you're about to say, is that whoever comes in is going to be better than the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. And I agree, but Ben it's Roethlisberger, the Waddle it's, it, it, it seems like he, he funnels to him is the thing. So will he get as much? I don't know. But listen, I'm putting him at six overall. Like, obviously, no, no. I'm, I, I'm still very I, I, happy about Deontay Johnson being there.
1: We're in agreement there, but much like my Jalen Waddle take last week, and I I covered this with the boys of the FF Dynasty, is that, no, it doesn't bother me that Ben's not there because he had 60 60 targets or 60 receptions as a rookie with things named Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. So, no, even as a rookie playing with quarterbacks not named Ben Roethlisberger, and that was with a a healthy Juju Smith.
0: Claypool ain't ain't the guy that's taking it away. He
1: he is going to get his. He is going to get his. I, I compared this last week to a uh, like a pour-in. You ever use those pour-in drinks like a Mio? Yeah, oh yeah. The the Pittsburgh offense is the bottle of water. You've got your two wide receivers. You've got Claypool. You've got Deontay Johnson. You've got your tight end and Friermuth. You got Najee Harris. All you need is that little squirt. The squirt in this case is the quarterback. The quarterback is what you need to put in there, and then you shake that some bitch up, and you got deliciousness. You got a delicious offense. That is going to put up fantasy goodness. Jimmy GQ, yes, please. Aaron Rodgers, absolutely. Deshaun Watson, the crowd goes bananas. There is so much goodness with Deontay Johnson, but uh, Jerry, I know I know you well enough to know that you could talk about Johnson all night. <laughs> Zing! But, but uh, honestly, I wanna, also also, also just just to double down. Oh. you Notice oh. we didn't talk
0: about. D. I want to make right a Johnson joke, here we go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just saying, notice we didn't talk about DK Metcalf or A.J. Brown because I like guys that score points. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just
1: saying. I I, I am having – we can just talk about DK for a sec. I'm having a tough time. I'm having a tough time. He's having – as we record the show in a game where the Seahawks need this game like blood yep. to even stay remotely close to the playoffs. And they're down seven points, and my man has got four for 32. It's going to be. Now I, believe, uh, it's, now, it's, now, I did see earlier
0: that Russell Wilson just straight up missed him. He should have had a big play, but that's part of the
1: story, too. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. That's, that's kind of the thing. You know, here, here's the thing. Like, we, we've talked about guys, like, and I know he's regressed a little bit, but we talked about Lamar. Lamar came into the season, he had added something to his game. His passing looked great. I think since Miami hit him with the zero blitz on a, fate, on a on a fateful Thursday night, it's it's been a little bit different for Lamar. But before that, his passing had looked better. Yeah. You know, you see you see running backs come back with, you know, better pass catching skills or better pass blocking skills. You know, that's the one thing about DK Metcalf I haven't seen is he does not seem like you know he has like two routes and he runs them really 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 well but it kind of feels like the league's caught up to him. And I'm looking over his last, since the bye, since their week nine bye, he's been 5.6, 7.1, 2.3, 11.0, 8.3, and well on his way to another sub 10-point game. Hey, now there's two minutes that's left. That's
0: sub Amon Ross St. Brown stuff
1: right there. But. It, it's got to it's make you nervous, man. Yep. It's got to make you nervous. So, no, I don't blame you. For, for dipping.
0: But uh, honestly, if you if you were at Patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone and you got to hear the rest of the six through twelve or seven through twelve a lot you of your eyebrows. a lot you of it curl. is spicy to say the least.
1: Well check it out dynasty warzone at uh, Patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone uh Gerald let's talk tight ends okay because uh, we're because of course we're saving the best for last everybody's yeah. favorite running backs. We all yep. love some running yeah, backs. We're, we're oh, forcing you to listen to me talk through all the others. So we get we to can make, make you want. We can make this like a 4-minute segment, but go. Yeah. Tight ends, <laughs> okay. rank them.
0: Uh the only thing that's a little spicy is Kyle Pitts at 1, which is funny cuz I've not loved the value of Kyle Pitts. He's too young. He's well on his way to a 1000-yard season, which is just absurd for a tight end. He's going one. George Kittle is a super freak. Plus, he's only like twenty-eight or something, so he's got he's got a nice time frame. So he's two. Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end that has ever played. Uh, he's three. TJ Hawkinson fell though, so I, I have Mark Andrews at four. I have disrespected him for too long. I I can't, I can't anymore. He had a big week this week too, which doesn't help. TJ, TJ's had not the best teams. He's done good enough. Uh, but he needs to take that next step if he wants to get into that top three sort of conversation once Travis Kelsey, you know eventually calls it quits. Um, and then six is Darren Waller, who's i I don't feel good about that one. just he's he's older, he's now hurt. You know, super late breakout doesn't bode well for consistency, but he has been very consistent over the last several seasons. I'm gonna put him there just because the rest of it is really a crapshoot. But that's a, that's what I got for tight ends. Anything crazy? Darren Waller at six, probably a little little crazy.
1: I I, I think he was in that neighborhood for me as well. Uh, for me, I'm, I think you're a little bullish on pits. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, here's a guy. I feel like John Matt, and here's a guy. <laughs> but here's a guy through 14 games has got 95 targets, 58 catches and 847 yards so that that is pretty pretty good i mean if the guy averages three uh three games 50 receptions per game he'll be the second tight end in the history of the league behind mike dicka to ever have a thousand yards as a rookie at the tight end position mike dicka ain't played football in a long ass time yeah so pretty pretty commendable um, he's getting a fair amount of targets. You know, I feel like Kyle Pitts kind of has that that DJ Moore, Julio Jones luck. How do how does a man have 95 targets, 58 catches, and one tutty? One. I guess the same way that that DJ Moore has got like 90 catches and and four tutties. It's just, I just if I was
0: betting, I would not bet that he doesn't turn that totally around in the future. Like I I, I don't think oh. his skill set suggests like he's not capable of catching touchdowns i just think it's bad shit luck that he's had this year like if he had 11 touchdowns next year wouldn't be surprised and if he had six touchdowns this year first round startup tight end premium pick
1: what are we always chasing in dynasty jerry points volume and value now he's not a value but he's damn sure getting the volume yeah i mean i'm looking at looking at his receptions i mean since the bye, since the week six bye. Eight, six, seven, seven,
0: five, six, seven, six, seven. That's I
1: mean, not it, bad. He's like to see those bump 22? up a couple? I mean, he, I think he just turned 21 in season. So I can't <laughs> hate on this. I like George Kittle at two. George Kittle's my one. We're not a fire off. No. I mean, I'm not falling trap to the, to the recent Kelsey game. I'm about ready to move Kelsey to four. So, you have my one and two inverted. I have Kittle one, Pitts two. Man, after what I've seen out of Mark Andrews the last two weeks, and I'm not trying to fall for the recency bias, but you got to start putting some respect on that man's name. Yep. I mean, he's out here smashing people right now. And he's what, 26? Yeah. Stud. Just an That's absolute great. stud. Quarterback proof. No Quarterback Lamar. Proof. Yeah. No problem. Oh yeah. I mean, we have not seen those type of things out of your boy TJ Hawkinson. It's true. So, so, so for me, I, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot. Um, where did you have Gusecki? If you don't mind me asking.
0: Eight. Here, I'll just, let's just let's just go one through two, twelve real quick because with tight ends, because people don't really give a damn about tight ends. Yeah, they'll just so, fa-
1: they're fast forwarding to this segment anyway.
0: Yeah. Right. So after Darren Waller at six, at seven, I actually put Dawson Knox. He's got. He's got Josh Allen. I like him. I like. Sorry, hater's gonna hate. I know it,
1: it, I, it's a, it's a good pick. I moved him up based on your love of him during the show last week.
0: And then I at eight, I have Mike Gesicki. Nine, Noah Fant. Ten, Hunter Henry. Eleven, Dallas Goddard. Twelve, Pat Fryermuth.
1: Man, I get Noah Fant. The Fant out of here.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I'm,
1: I'm sorry. He's being outplayed he's, by his backup. He's oh, still I'll not been all that bad though. If you look at his
0: numbers, he's actually been okay. I think he's got like 600 yards or something. Like it's not it's not as good as you wanted when you were drafting him like he was Kyle Pitts in the rookie draft, but it's not the worst. You're, you're, you're
1: a lot more gracious than I am. Uh, I, I do like your rankings. So let's take 30, I'm gonna give you 30 seconds to get, get, get your power and, and get yourself like a little break. You know, there you go, freshen up. And just tell you that we're going to talk about Hate Brand Goods. That's our athletic apparel sponsor. Uh, you can head over to the HVII.com and check out the promos they're doing there. Uh, like, I guess it's four days of Christmas left with every day they're doing a different promo. And on top of the promo value, you can use code Memphis at checkout. That also helps the show. Uh, they have the nice, uh, the, the favorite, the, uh, Kick Today in the Dick Coffee Mug, now available in t-shirt form. You too can walk around the gym or the streets of whatever neighborhood you live in with a shirt that says, Kick Today in the Dick, from our friends at hate brand goods, the HVIII.com. All right, Jerry, let's do it. Let's kick your running back rankings in the dick. Let's do it. Big five, running back position, go. Big three, easy.
0: Same as every single Dynasty analyst should be. Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, or Najee Harris. In some order that has Jonathan Taylor one and one of those other two at two or three. I'm pretty sure you have Najee at two if I remember correctly. It doesn't matter. Either one. They're both awesome. None of them are Jonathan Taylor because he is a a messiah that should have a statue built and bless his sweetheart. Number four. For so spicy, Randall, Joe Mixon. Number five, Christian McCaffrey. Number six, Dalvin Cook. Um,
1: All right. Let me
0: defend Joe Mixon before you come at him. Oh, that, that's where you're we're going. Doing. I know come you're coming. Save at him. me time. He is under contract. He is on the precipice of having a three of in the last four seasons, having over 1,400 yards. Dude's just good. Christian McCaffrey doesn't play all that much. Sorry, he's got a higher ceiling. Don't get me wrong. I think they're about the same age, or they're close. He just doesn't play, and I don't want to invest that. If I'm going to invest in somebody that has similar production, I'll do it with the person who plays more often. It's Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, a little bit older. You know, he's he's going to hit that cliff a little bit sooner. Production, uh, production. Excuse me, is outrageous. I just, you know, he he's, he's at the bottom of that tier for me. I like Joe. Joe's under contract. Joe ain't going nowhere. And he's got a nice that is, offense. that's uh, up that, and coming. That, that, and he's productive in the pass game and the rush game. Randall, take your shots. I got my bulletproof vest on.
1: You know, what happened to Joe Mixon 5 for 59 and 4 for 58 and back-to-back? I got. guess not back to back, but he had three out of four games. He had four or more receptions, and then all of a sudden the receiving work just kind of petered out. And not a fan, not a fan of. The, but but you know what? You're right. He's 25. He'll be 26 in in the summer, so he'll be going into like you know the end of the super prime. I think if if again same thing like you you could like Joe Mixon and Tyreek Hill. You could draft those guys together but but those guys are kind of uh, you know you're, you're win now that's the goal that's the plan that's the dream. so I don't hate it Joe mixon currently a top See, five like the,
0: the next the next couple of guys like that are all like that that's that sort of, I just I put him at the top because he's under contract he gets injured much much less frequently and when he gets injured it's a game or two
1: uh, except for when he hurt his foot last year
0: yes which he did he, 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 he did
1: do. But in fairness to but him, for a guy back, who's played, played five years in the league, going into year six, yeah. I mean, it's, it's – it's, I, I don't hate it. Tell me – tell me. I mean, and, and Chris McCaffrey's five. I'm fine with that. He's my five as well. Tell me why Joe Mixon, not Alvin Kamara.
0: I just – I don't really love Alvin Kamara. I think that offense is about to be one of the worst offenses. Like, I just – I don't like it at all. And I, I don't know. I just, I have Alvin Kamara probably much lower than you think I have him.
1: And, and, and and, and that's fine. I it was just, I, I believe Alvin Kamara has a skill set that with the receiving chops and he's usually pretty durable. He missed four games this year, but came out against the jets and had a nice game, bit of a stinker against Tampa Bay, but all in all, I, I like it, but I I can't I can't beat you up too bad, Jerry. I mean, uh, a little wonky on the Lamar, a little little wonky on Marquise Brown, but
0: I think that I, I, think, that's I think that's the I think biggest. One. I, I I think Marquise Brown is definitely the spiciest one. But if anybody has listened to the show, like people people know I like Marquise Brown. Like if I was giving somebody advice that they were trying to win now, Marquise Brown is not number five. Like this is just based on the strategy that I am. I implore uh, most often, and he's a—he's one of the people I like to build around.
1: Well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to set up a little teaser, a little tease. So when we get done while I'm editing and putting the show together, you and I are going to discuss a trade involving Joe Mixon and Najee Harris. You're okay, two and you're four. We're going to close that gap and see if we can't get a deal done when we turn off the record button. But uh, before we do... We're going to go into our end of the week trade targets. Jerry, give me a guy. You're you're working your tail off right now to try to acquire before uh, before the season ends. I talked about him earlier. It's Dawson Knox.
0: I just i I have him at tight end seven. I wouldn't be surprised if I have him at tight end four this time next year or tight end three maybe. I really like Dawson Knox and. People are really, really not talking about him as much as they should, in my opinion. Especially in a in a universe where tight end premium is becoming such a prominent facet of dynasty football, a- and we have a two tight end league too. You know those are, those are coming. Those are a different beast, mind you. Um, Dawson Knox is just so underappreciated. I feel like, and he has really come on and been a great asset to have if you have him.
1: Yeah. And even though he's coming off of a horrible game, this is as long as you don't have a trade deadline, this is your last opportunity to move Corderell Patterson. I believe he's 30 or 31 years old. I mean, I'm going directly to the Austin Eckler GM and being like, look, the, you know, uh, again, I, I got to go back to it, Jerry. I got to go back to, you know, I, I got to get the sound bite for John Madden. Now, here's a guy. I got to get me a John, a John Madden sounder. But, I mean, here's a guy that depends on your which league you're in. I, I'm having to switch over to wide receiver right now because in the league I, I'm referring to, he's listed as a wide receiver. He has got 250 PPR points. And this, I think this league may be a point, a quarter point per carry. So I may, I may be looking at it wrong, but what are your thoughts on Cordero Patterson? Why I get just a little bit more accurate intel?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree that he's absolutely one of the biggest sells. And the problem is, is if you rode Cordero Patterson out, you got all the way to the playoffs. And then he's one of the reasons that you are upset. I mean, he was like, RB5 and wide receiver 5 or something, and it was absolutely gross. But, you know, these sorts of things happen. You can't overreact to short-term success like this. It took Cordero Patterson damn near eight years to be fantasy relevant. Even when, in year two, Matthew Barry had him as a first or a second-round startup pick, you know, and he's eaten a lot of crow since then. And I'll blame, listen, I liked Cordero Patterson he, he does. You know, I I liked him back then, too. I, I don't think I was picking him at 104 in my rookie drafts. But, you know, it, it, it took him this long to get there. He performed, like, to use another running back, he was like Devonta Freeman in, like, 2016, where it was like he came out of nowhere and he was a hurricane just winning people leagues, except for Devonta Freeman kept it going, and Cordero Patterson felt absolutely flat on his face when you needed him most.
1: But did you yeah, find I, your I, stats, I, I did. I, I went to a league where we use basic PPR scoring, and he's listed as a running back. On the season, he is the RB8. He is a full 17 points ahead of Aaron Jones for RB9, and this guy missed a game, averaging 17 points per game stud just an absolute stud but here's the thing you don't know what the situation is going to be like in Atlanta in the offseason are they going to draft a running back there's a lot that can happen between now and then and why risk it you know I, again I'm going to the Eckler GM I'm going to the Leonard Fournette he got put on IR today going to miss the rest of the regular season uh, sadly in this league I have both Eckler and Fournette super bummer but I, I those are the kind of you know Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to look to to make a deal with. And uh, Jerry, speaking of making a deal, I'm going to hit the end button. We're going to stop being live. And then I'm going to send you a new link. And we're going to discuss a Joe Mixon trade for our patrons over at patreon.com. What do you think about that?
0: Let's let's see if you've got the balls to pull it off, buddy.
1: The chutzpah. I'm going to grab him by the... Uh, anyway... Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the Dynasty Warzone. Consider being a patron over at Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Check out our boys over at Hate Brand Goods. That's the h v i i i dot com. Great lifestyle brand, uh, athleisure brand. Wear it to the gym. Wear it to the supermarket. Just great stuff from a great guy. And finally, Betus.com. This isn't a gambling show, but we do talk props, and we'll be doing that tomorrow night on the fabulous Big Bet. So please check them out. Hate Brand Goods, betus.com, patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. And don't be afraid to go over to YouTube, subscribe, give us a notification, give us a thumbs up, give us a, a comment. Five-star reviews everywhere. It could be your graduation gift, old Jerry. What do you think, Jerry? That's true. There we go. Now, See, this you did, you did, <laughs> he's a Jerry, professional. For, for, forget about his Christmas gift. We'll ask for those, like, on the next show. This can be Jerry's congratulations, you did it, you graduated gift. You can subscribe. You can rate and review. You can do a lot for the show. You can do it for free. You can support our sponsors. And... We want to thank you for listening to the Dynasty Warzone. But on behalf of that man, recent college graduate Gerald J. Sinclair, my name is Memphis. You can follow the show at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. And until next time, Jerry, what are we trying to do? You're at the Dynasty Warzone. We're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Let's go trade me, Najee Harris, for a playoff push. Thanks for tuning in, guys.
0: Hey brand goods, that's us. You know, very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher
1: standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods, spread hate, always party. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.